anchor.fm what is up this is literally like a late night nocturnal emissions whatever power 104 was it power 104 no hit fm the hit fm or power 102 i forgot it's like nocturnal emissions um i'm back um i had a family trip that i had to go on that i wanted to go on and the sunday before we left i had every intention of figuring out how i was going to do a podcast while gone and truth be told i'm actually pretty glad that i didn't get it right because then i would have been too concerned about doing a podcast on the road which i am definitely not prepared for i can barely do the ones here in my house and um, it gave me some time to kind of look around at other podcasts that are going on right now and what they do, what the people behind the scenes do and everything like that. And so what I have decided is that one, I'm not going to be recording these podcasts anymore. So I might as well just delete the ones that are there on YouTube, even though they live pretty much rent free there. Um, They're taking up real estate that I could be using for other things like long form videos that I've been doing with my friend Sarah on uh, our photo shoots and what I have decided to do is to go live on Instagram through the new negative possibilities Instagram account just because that is where all of the podcasts live so why the heck not right Um, not a huge following just yet but I am definitely a heck of a lot more gung-ho on the marketing side of that so very very interesting and plus you get the video and what's really even better about that which I was just talking to myself about right now is that for those people who are watching on the live on Instagram you actually get a little bit more of like the behind the scenes of everything because I'm not going to be going back and forth stopping and playing and and then restarting and everything all you're going to see it raw so this is kind of like and then also the people who watch on live they actually are going to be able to get the podcast ahead of time Um, in video format because this podcast isn't going to be released until tomorrow at 4 a.m. So kind of like a double treat there. And uh, so, yeah, I'm glad I get to see you guys here at 1043 p.m. And remember, as always, I hope that you guys have your favorite beverage on hand. And like I had mentioned to you guys last time, for every alcoholic beverage that I end up sharing with you guys i'm gonna pair it up with at least two healthy drinks and so luckily enough my beautiful wife got us some Lacroix, and i'm going to crack this bad boy open some lime there we go a little parched take a little sip you know people always say it's like drinking static but i don't know they're really good anyway Let's get into it, shall we? Because this is Negative Possibilities. Alrighty, guys. So let's go ahead and do this. Um, We have a full show. We have a few topics to cover. And let me just tell you guys right now, because when I was doing all of the episodes before I went on my family trip... I was telling you guys that, man, like everyone has just been hitting that NGL link and giving me, you know, questions and comments, including the stupid ones. And I had said that 
I probably had enough content for like the next two or three shows. Guys, this is going to be episode 15. I have 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21 already written down here. And I think there's like five more NGL uh, posts that I haven't looked at yet, which I am. And the only reason why I've done this is because episode 18 and 19 are probably going to be one-topic shows, which I'm actually going to try and get uh, someone to do kind of like a little fireside chat with me. So those ones will not necessarily be able to be live, but I will probably have a guest uh, expert talking to me on those ones. So that's going to be interesting. You guys are really doing a great job. So remember, guys, hit that NGL link. The link is up in my bio. And let me know. I'm here to give you my perspective on on pretty much all facets of life including the not so favorable favorable ones uh kind of like family trips because that was just one i mean check it out guys you see that bucky shirt i finally went i mean my student freedom she actually got me a sweater because she was going down that way i believe it was like a summer ago i think and um <laughs> i wore it like if i've been there and I finally understand the hype about Bucky's and whatnot. And it's insane. Uh, keep your eyes open on my personal account because I will be making, um, I took a lot of video. I've been really into video lately. And so I'm going to be making a video of just kind of like the day in, day out that we were there. We were there Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday morning. And so very interesting. First time traveling as a family with a six-year-old and um i was just uh texting my niece right now or um no it wasn't my niece i was actually uh messaging my friend uh d and she's asking how how everything had gone and i'm just like well there's always room for improvement but it went a lot better than i really thought that it was gonna go so maybe that'll be a a, a sneaky episode where i'll squeeze that in there but without further ado let's get into it First, starting off with sports, someone had asked me like what kind of sports I'm into and the I guess the kind of sports that I follow. And it's really weird, very typical, but very weird at the same time. Just like anybody else, I love football. Um, pretty sad that there is no football going on right now. Although I do know that the XFL and the United States Football League, I believe it's called, I think they're starting... They're either starting, they're in it, or they're going to, it's going to be kind of like a summer thing. And so I love football. I'm not entirely sure why people don't like football enough to give like the XFL and the U, um, the United States Football League a shot. And um, I think I tried having it on while some family was over last year when it had, I think it was like in its second season, I believe. And nobody pays attention to it, like not at all. Um, I don't even have like the teams in front of me. I just know that I looked through all of them. I didn't like any of the teams at first. And so I kind of went through it again and I kind of settled for the New Orleans Breakers. Their mascot's like a wave, I believe. And so this year, I'm going to go, like after I'm done with uh, producing all of this and whatnot, I'm going to go and look at the schedule so that way I can finally sit down and actually pay attention to it. 
and just see what it's all about. Last year, like I said, I just kind of threw it on just because it was football and like, hey, you know, why not? There's no football right now, but hey, check it out. There's football. <sighs> so we'll see. It's only a matter of time. It'll catch on, hopefully. I don't even know the teams for the XFL, so I'm not even going to go there. I'll figure that out later. So football, for sure. Love football. I wish I would have played it in, in high school, but Mama Medina had other plans for me, like saving my mouth and my teeth because I had a ton of surgeries on my mouth and I had braces. And that's the last thing that my mom wanted was for something to go wrong and my mouth get busted. I don't think that would have happened because I played rugby for a little bit, like for the city. It was like a startup team. Never had any problems. Um, and so I'm kind of jumping the sport here. So from football, I love baseball. Um, I'm trying to pay more attention to the Red Sox these days. Uh, spring training has been okay, I think. Um, it's kind of funny now that I'm going back to work, I'll have more time to sit down and look at sports and everything like that. Um, instead of being here at home or on vacation doing other things that take me away from my cell phone, that sounds horrible. Trust me, it's not that bad. But Boston Red Sox have been my team since 2014, I believe, when they won the World Series, when they beat the Yankees. And um, I kind of lost touch with the Boston Red Sox probably after the last time they won the series, which was in 15, I believe. I'm going to have to go back and look at my hats because I bought a hat for yeah, every time they've won a World Series. So I'm pretty sure it's been that long. And then I kind of have a fallback team, which is theirs on the Diamondbacks, but I really don't follow them whatsoever. I have a hat, and the only reason I have the hat is just because everything else is pretty much Arizona, especially since I graduated from a school in Arizona. But my team is the Boston Red Sox. Um, I used to play a lot with church leagues. Uh, I loved doing that even though it would just burn up a lot of like the Sunday because it would be like right after service. And then it's like, I think you have like a double header or like a triple header. So you would play like three different teams. So it's like another five hours out in the sun, but I used to love it. I used to play for the church, uh, Emmanuel Baptist church back when they used to be called exciting Emmanuel. And I loved it. It was really, really cool. Um, I was actually really good. I loved doing it. Um, and then I kind of gravitated away, started doing other things. Uh, when I was at Del Sol, Del Sol didn't have one. They didn't really believe in it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I just remember when I was with Emmanuel that we would, we would hate going up against, uh, abundant. They had like, they were the Yankees of the softball leagues in churches and everything like that. So it was always an intense match. And so I really like playing that. So it'd be cool to go back and do something like that or to like start it up again. But who knows? Because I've gotten so used to just going to church and doing like my step thing and then dipping out with my wife and my kids sometimes and just going straight to to brunch and everything and not being dirty and sweaty and smelly for the rest of the Sunday. So that might not be happening. But yes, baseball. Love baseball. So football, baseball. And my third is rugby. Uh, I played it for a little bit with the city. Uh, I probably had no business playing the sport or even learning it. And uh, I was doing this in my first kind of second year of teaching. So I was at Irvin still. And um, it was actually being put together by an ex-teacher that I had at Chapin. 
at another friend of mine, Tim Kelly, and um, they were just looking for people to kind of start. Um, they already had like a co-ed team going on. That's who we would mainly practice with. And then us, we were kind of meant to start kind of like a young adults section of this team, but it never really like got any traction for for whatever reason. And so it just turned into a bunch of a bunch of old guys playing rugby with teeny boppers and people from school from high schools. Um, there were some people from Chapin, there were some people from Coronado, uh, some people from Franklin. And lo and behold, we actually had some people from the UTEP rugby team who would come and practice and run drills with us. And I will tell you this, guys, I have never been beaten up so bad in my life. And it's not a good feeling to play rugby and getting tackled by like tiny little 15 year old girls calling you grandpa every single time you take a hit because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I just couldn't. I couldn't picture myself taking taking on some 15 year old girl or just, you know, another kid who was like, what, nine, 10 years younger than I than I was and just completely flooring them. So it was just not if that was one thing. It was trying to keep up with uh, the Utah rugby team. They Those guys run 100 miles an hour. It's insane. Um, my wife freaks out all the time, or she like completely forgets. And she's like, I can't believe that you even played. You know, you actually ran drills, and you actually like scrimmaged you know, amongst yourself. But let alone just even do rugby. It's insane. Because um, what was it? A weekend or two ago, we actually went to go see the Scorpions play against uh, a New Mexico team over here at Sioux Young Park in the Northeast. And man, I'll tell you something. You go to a football game or a high school football game and you hear when like pads collide and people are tackling each other. It's a completely different sound when it's just two big dudes just like skin on skin, high impact and everything. It's just a crazy sound. And so, yeah, those are my three sports. Um, I've never, I mean, I've played football, like street football, which is not nearly the same thing as like high school football or anything like that. But when it comes to football, I will play street ball with my cousins sometimes. But again, most of my cousins are already like super grown up. We have our own lives and everything like that. And for the most part, most of us just do not like getting sweaty and everything in our good clothes whenever we're all together. Um, I used to play with a bunch of people back in the day and, in, uh, in college, we would get together, um, every Thanksgiving and we would go play at one of the high school, um, football fields. Again, you know, life takes you in different ways and different paths. And so that is just not a thing anymore. And so now football is definitely a sport that is played with uh, a slice of pizza in one hand and either a really good, nice cold Dr. Pepper or a really nice crispy, uh, beer and um you know watched from the comfort of whatever house i might be in at the time um same thing with baseball same thing with rugby so i'm pretty much retired in all of my sports i would have said hockey but i i just don't have any way to actually watch hockey because one i'm not going to pay for like the extra subscription on youtube tv to catch it um I will literally just say that the only reason that I've chosen this hockey team is one, because they are the newest hockey team in the NHL. And two, it's my favorite mythological creature, which is the Kraken. 
And so their jerseys are really cool. I'm glad they weren't like hokey and super cliche and cheesy. So I definitely am going to have to retire my New Jersey Devils jersey because a lot of the team members that I used to follow are not even with the Devils anymore. And so um, it's time to retire that jersey. I'm going to hang it up somewhere, probably somewhere here in my office and um, get myself a, a Crocken jersey. So, And that's kind of my history with sports. It's nothing too crazy. And so... Off we go to the next thing. Uh, someone asked me what my favorite book was, and I really regret not having it in front of me now, but it's in my bedroom. It's on my nightstand. Um, I would say that the top three books right now, actually, I need to put four because I finished one book on my trip. Uh, I was reading it on on the flights that we were taking and then at night before bed. Um, one, The first book that was really pivotal in in a lot of my life after my divorce was a book by John Piper and it's called this momentary marriage. And I would actually admonish anybody who is considering getting married to read this book from cover to cover. And if you are with your special someone um, and you are literally really just like contemplating, like this is the person that I'm going to want to spend the rest of my life with, I would admonish you that you both together at some at somehow some way that you both read this book whether you read the whole book and then you pass it off and then like you go back and you you do it or if you go like you know chapter by chapter paragraph by paragraph however you want to do it um that book meant a lot to me because one i needed a book that was really going to teach me the ins and outs of marriage from a christian point of view but also from a very theological point of view not that I wanted my my new marriage to be antiquated or, you know, rooted in something that was just not with the times and modernized, but I really wanted a bedrock because I feel that at 25, I had absolutely no bedrock on, on any concept of marriage and what it was supposed to look like and what was what were supposed to be some of the give and the takes with it and just all of those little nuances that marriage comes with and, and being in a relationship, committed one at that. And so this momentary marriage by John Piper, uh, super, super um, sought after theologian. And um, it's, it's a really good book. It's an easy read. It's not long. It's literally like, I want to say like maybe eight or nine chapters, maybe 10. And it goes through tons of different aspects. Uh, maybe one day I'll do, um, I'll do a recap on that. And um kind of like give you a synopsis of each uh, chapter and everything. But this book would actually go really, really well. And it would actually uh, mirror the older episodes that I've done about divorce and the uh, emotions that you go through during a divorce and kind of like a separation. I feel like those would mirror this book very well. And they would probably plug in at different spots in your life. And so, yes, that book is one of my favorites this momentary marriage the other one is and it was another uh a book on relationships and this one was not necessarily religious in any sense and i always get it wrong i want to say it was called the course of love i believe it's that i think it's called that the course of love and basically what this is it is i believe it's a work of fiction 
And it goes through the life of these two people and how they meet, how they, I don't want to use the word court, but how they, they meet, how they date, how they kind of run their relationship a little bit. So it kind of does go into the, the nuances of kind of like how they fought, um, intimacy, things like that. It goes into the actual marriage. It goes into like how they would date during marriage and how they kept the intimacy alive and whatnot. And then in this book, it turns, I mean, it it doesn't hold back any punches, but it also doesn't really like set up any mystery or anything like that. It's a very straightforward book. And it goes into how sometimes the passion and the intimacy die down. Um, People get bored in their relationship. And then it does kind of talk about when kids come into play, how that alters the, the makeup of the relationship and the marriage. And then it also talks about, in this case, infidelity. And so it's a really good book. And I know that there are some people out there who are just like, give me, (laughs) there are some people out there who are like, you know what, give, just give me the religion, give me God, give me the gospel, give me the Bible. That's all I need. Don't give me the secular, you know, bull caca. But honestly, you want to know something. If you're going to be real well-rounded in your faith, you need to see both sides of a story. and. This is kind of where I get in trouble a lot because there's there's some people who are like, no, the world is black and white. But then I'm I pull the reporter card and I'm just like, well, you know, it's black and white. But then there's also shades of gray everywhere. And so I feel like there should be a balance and that the pendulum shouldn't swing in any one direction, especially when it's swung in extremes. And so um, I think this book does paint a really good picture because I think a lot of times Christians, especially those who are like born and raised in the church, and even those who kind of went through purity culture and everything like that, thank God I didn't go through that. I kind of, I heard about it and everything, but it was never really kind of something that was like shoved down my throat. Um, but I feel like sometimes Christians are set up to have like this very jaded, no, um, I don't want to use that word. They're set up to to, to believe that just because they're Christian and just because, you know, oh, well, you know, I believe in God, he believes in God, it's going to work out. Sometimes those are the one, like the worst relationships ever. Um, and I mean, and I don't want to paint this really negative picture that, you know, oh, you know, Isaac is not about uh, spiritual relationships or that, you know, they need to believe in God or anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that, I grew up thinking if I marry someone who's a Christian, just like me, my marriage is going to be amazing. Um, surprise, it's not. Sometimes it's the worst and sometimes it's the hardest as well because you have two people who are coming and not only are you just like two completely broken people who are trying to put this relationship together, but then there's also the the level of spiritual maturity that either one has or doesn't have. And so um, when you read these books from theologians or you read these books that are fiction or even some books that are like based in, in fact and science or whatever, it's good to like very be very balanced and like, you know, take everything cautiously, but don't dismiss everything. Hopefully that made sense. So, yes, the course of love. And if I butchered that, I'll put it in the in the show notes so that way you can guys have the the real book title. But. Yes. So first book, This Momentary Marriage. Second book, Course of Love. 
third book. I think I said four, but I have a third because I don't count the other one. Or, well, for those of you who know the movie, This Is Where I Leave You, uh, there's an actual book that was made um, that the movie is based on. That book is absolutely phenomenal. It is so funny, but it's also so, so true about the intricacies and the nuances of, of families and uh, and brothers and sisters and how like families work with death and whatnot and two things one i really don't know the dynamic about brothers and sisters because i didn't grow up with my brother and so i kind of missed out on that one you know hashtag only child syndrome and then the second thing is i'm really not the person to talk to uh, to talk about death with and i can only imagine when that question finally comes up or like a few other topics that i know i'll have problems with but i really I'm not the person to talk about death with. I think right now my battery and my bandwidth for talking about death is probably like 10 minutes max. And then I'm just like, we need to talk about like puppies and rainbows and butterflies or something. And so, yes. So that book is really, really good. If you're not into reading, the movie is just as funny, but the book really does have a ton more details and um, the ending's a little bit different. And, um, and yeah, this is where I leave you. Amazing movie. And then the fourth one is the most recent one. Um, and again, I wish I had it here, but I think it's in my other backpack. I'm a little parched. Hold up. So the fourth book, the one that I finished over the trip, is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it is a book on financial independence. And it's also kind of mentioned in the podcast bigger pockets which is a whole podcast on, on real estate investing and so this book teaches you um financial literacy it teaches you how to get into real estate as kind of like a recession proof um a recession proof way of investing your money and then it also talks about the entire book is based on the author and how he had these two dads. And so one dad was his friend's dad, which he calls rich dad, and his own father, which is his poor dad. And it's not that one was better than the other. It's just that he takes two different uh, person's advice. And one was kind of always being overshadowed by the other because it was more along the lines of what he wanted to do. And so the rich dad was the one who taught him about like, make money work harder for you. Don't work hard for your money, this, that, and the other. And the poor dad was like, no, you need an education first and you need to do this and you need to do that. And um, you need to set yourself up um, educationally wise in your academics and everything before you can start thinking about money. And so if there's a, ever a book and this, again, like I said, this is like the Bible for most people who get into real estate. Um, if you ever want to start learning about financial independence and that sort of thing, I would definitely highly, highly recommend this book for sure, because it's a, it's a pretty easy read. Um, there's nine chapters. I wouldn't even call it nine chapters because the ninth chapter is just bullet points uh, on different things in the book itself. So about eight chapters and each chapter has its own little study session, like a summary session, and then uh, some questions those questions got me hyped up. And so like, honestly, guys, I'm going to be super, super honest with you. As soon as I sit down 
because between my wife and I with the finances, she works with our stock options and then I work with our crypto. And um, I'm actually going to probably, well, no, our crypto is kind of just kind of stagnant right now just because of everything that's happening with the banking system right now. And so a lot of our investment money on my side is going into this app called Fundrise, which is an app for real estate investing. Um, and so that portfolio is pretty diversified right now with the type of properties that we have. But I'm going to start looking into actually seeing what I can do about hiring a broker for us because I want to... I want somebody to do this for me, <laughs> not because I'm lazy, but because when it comes to numbers, my wife is already doing the stocks. And so I would rather have a conversation with somebody and be like, you know what? I want to do this move, this move, and this move. And I want them to be able to tell me good, good, bad, or this is just all crap right here. Or you know what? You got this right on the nail. Let's go ahead and do this and let's move this money around. I want that kind of a conversation. I don't want to just have to look at my phone. And so I think I have a meeting on Tuesday with a financial advisor. And I know that financial advisor and broker, sometimes they go hand in hand, sometimes they're a little bit different. But um, for those of you guys who are interested in financial uh, independence and those kind of things and like investments and whatnot, um, once I get go through this whole little meeting and everything, I will let you guys know and report back exactly how that went. So yeah, tons of books. Um, I start a new book. I'll be starting a new book tomorrow. And that one... I've been buying a lot more books on psychology and everything. And so I might, for every psychology book, I think I might do like one nonfiction and then like one self-help book and, and try and like even the playing field there. But right now, the next book that I'm going to be doing is, um, it's going to be about predators, pedophiles, and um, sexual abuse uh, victims and uh, and the people who like commit these crimes. Apparently, it's a super, super hard read. Um, emotionally trigger warnings all over the place. I got this recommendation from another podcast that I was listening to just because based off of the background of my master's degree and like it's in family therapy and whatnot, it's just something that interested me. So I will definitely let you guys know how that one goes. So yeah, that's the books. That's the books. I still can't believe that it's Sunday at 11, 11 p.m. right now, and I have to go back to work tomorrow. I was totally not prepared at all for going back to work. Don't tell anyone, guys, but I still need to do my grades. Ugh, I'm horrible at that. Anyway, so the next thing that came down the the NGL pipes was on workout tips. And <clears throat> I don't want to, I am definitely first and foremost, I am not a licensed health advisor in any way, shape or form. Um, I'm pretty sure that somebody might like a pro might come out, come out and like call me out for drinking flavored waters, like bubbly waters, maybe. Um, and so anything that I talk about when it comes to health, that is definitely a personal opinion of mine, and it, you should take it with a grain of salt, and you should definitely, you know, conduct your own litmus test on the things that I say when it comes to health, just because whatever I do may not work for you. You know, I take, like, 
I'm going to be taking soon like seven, eight different supplements now. And most of those probably won't work for you, depending on your goals, your body type, um, your eating habits and whatnot. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I did not keep up any sort of diet on my trip um, just because one, I mean, I barely remembered to take my supplements. I mean, I took some protein. I took my um, uh, pump just so that way I could be like alert and everything because I knew I was going to be doing a ton of driving. The nights were probably going to be late. So I wanted to be at least be super alert during the day so that way I'm not messing anything, you know, stuff like that. Took my fat burner. And I took some of my vitamins. Um, yeah. So when it comes to working out, for me, the thing that's always worked the best is this rugby regiment, lo and behold. And I feel that of all the workout tips that I could give anybody, the biggest one that I'm having to come to terms with and having you know this heart-to-heart with myself is that there's a very, very high probability that I will never, ever, ever have what most of my searches are on Instagram, which is like chiseled athletes. Um, and it's really, it's really kind of like a, a mind sabotaging thing because that's all I see. And you never really see normal people sponsored by high end supplement brands just because that's not what the brand wants. The brand wants people who are just, you know, this top tier athlete. You're talking about between one and 5% body fat. And let's be real. And so, yeah, you have to keep those, um, you have to keep those parameters when you start working out. Okay. You need to, again, have realistic expectations about what you're doing. My rugby workout regimen that I do, it's the only thing that I know that has helped me in changing my physique uh, little by little. Um, I hate cardio. And then my thing also is just portions. Always make sure that you have good portions. Um, I always have one day where I just don't work. It's usually Wednesdays, and that's my cheat day. Um, and even then, I'm not much of a cheater because... I kind of already have it in my head that, you know what, I kind of just don't want to. So I might cheat. You know, I'll have one donut or, you know, I'll have uh, a donut and maybe two cups of coffee or something like that. I'm just not huge on cheating really, really, really massive unless maybe I missed a cheat day and I went a whole week just like working out. Then I'll kind of like pay myself back on the weekend or anything or something like that. But if it's a cheat meal, guys, don't make it a cheat day. All right. Try and like have a little bit of reserves, you know, try and have a little bit of a uh, discipline. So, yeah. So workout tips, set realistic expectations, find something that works for your body type, um, for your body type. And then also try and really, really, really um, don't fall into the whole comparison game you will get lost in tons of comparison and you'll turn yourself off to the whole idea of getting fit to begin with so really really easy real easy things to do there so all right guys so let me go ahead and take a break and here are some messages from my brand affiliates 
Are you looking for high quality athletic clothing that not only looks great, but also performs at the highest level? Look no further than Flex Living, the premier athletic clothing brand for those who demand the best. But it's not just about performance. They also provide stylish designs and commitment to customer satisfaction. Whether you're looking for bold, eye-catching designs or more subtle, understated pieces, they've got you covered for everything that you need in their line. Guys, I can't stress this enough. I'm actually wearing a pair of their uh, athletic shorts right now. The graphic on these, it's a pizza, literally. Do you know how many people I'm going to get upset at the gym? Everyone's going to want to cheat. So try it out. It's amazing. They're comfortable. They last really long. They're durable. Great stuff. I want to give you my code so you can try it out as well. It's IsaacJ88 for 20% off your cart. Again, that's IsaacJ88 for 20% off your cart. Give it a shot. Are you looking for athletic clothing that not only looks great, but also represents your faith and values? Look no further than Whole Strength, the faith-based athletic clothing line that is taking the fitness world by storm. At Whole Strength, we believe that faith and fitness go hand in hand. That's why we incorporate faith-based messaging and design elements into each piece of clothing, reminding you and those around you of the values and principles that guide your life. So if you're ready to take your faith and fitness to the next level, try Whole Strength today and experience a difference for yourself. And I can attest to that, guys. I have four shirts. They're heavy duty. I love them. I got them an extra large, but you know what? It really just fits really, really, really good on me. So try it out. I want to give you my code. God of Jacob for 10% off your cart. Again, that's God of Jacob for 10% off your cart. Try it out, guys. You won't regret it. Are you looking to take your fitness game to the next level? Then look no further than Redcon One Supplements. Their premium supplements are designed with one goal in mind, to help you achieve your fitness goals faster and more efficiently than ever before. Whether you're looking to build muscle, increase your endurance, boost your overall health and wellness, or like me guys, where I'm just trying to be the hottest dad in my daughter's first grade class, Redcon 1 is the supplement for you. So what are you waiting for? Get the pre-workout, get the protein, get some BCAAs, get whatever you need, so that way you are motivated to get off the couch, to put down that extra slice of pizza, get to the gym, and start becoming the person that you know that you can be. And what I want to do today is offer you my code, it is T20 Isaac MED. That's T20 Isaac MED for 20% off your cart. And I'll see you at the gym. Okay, guys, now we're back. So the next one, very, <laughs> very cheeky topic. They wanted to know more about <clears throat> some sauna stories. And I really don't have too many just because. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before or not, but usually when I hit the sauna after the gym, or not after the gym, but like when I'm done with my workouts, um, the sauna is typically used for some one-on-one -on -one time with God. And so one really, really interesting story that I have actually happened recently, and it was uh, a couple days before I left on my trip. And so a really vulnerable thing about me when it comes to praying is this thing. And I, I finally kind of like confronted my mother about this to see if it was even true. And I still kind of like wrestle with the doubts of this. And so one of my prayers has been to ask God what my purpose is 
in his plan for my life. And I have prayed some pretty dangerous prayers. Like there's this whole, like if you guys have the Bible app on your phone, like fire it up, go into the Bible app, uh, go to plans and then like search and like look up plans. And like you, they had tons of different categories. Look under prayers and there's one called dangerous prayers. Yeah. Prayed every single one of those. And I kind of regret it. So my thing, like I said, has been asking God, what is my purpose in his plan for my life? It's like, please reveal it. Because one of the things in my life that happened was when my one of my aunts passed away. Right before she passed away, um, and I don't know if it was like hours or if it was like a day or two before she ended up passing away. She told my mom, God has something special planned for Isaac. And so two things with that statement. One, I think I might have been mm, either a senior or starting my first year in college. And the second thing was <clears throat> um, is this just something that like, was this an actual heartfelt thing that my aunt really just felt convicted to tell my mother? Or two, is it just something that people who are in their last moments say as something kind of like a that they're just in and out of consciousness, they're, you know, fading, whatever. And it's it's been this thing that's been drilled into, like, not drilled, but it's like this see that has been like lodged in between my brain trying to figure out if it's true or not and so my son's story goes like this um finishing up i think i might have done something out of order or something so i was like crap i'm gonna be all sweaty walking back out into the gym i don't know i go into the gym i mean to the sauna and i sit down I kind of like enjoy sitting right next to the little heater that's in there. So that way I get the, the full force. I fire up my phone and this is where I usually do like my um, prayer meditations. Um, it's nice and quiet. The hiss of the, the sauna machine in there is kind of like very comforting. It makes me focus a little bit better. And I, I kind of sort of notice that there's this dude and so if you have never been into a sauna, most saunas have like a seat and then another seat where you can kind of like climb up. So it's like tiered mm -hmm. sitting in the corner. He's sitting kind of weird. Like I've seen people laid down, but like this dude is kind of like really like his like legs were up, kind of crouched into himself like a little ball. Dude was like full on like ugly crying in the sauna. And there was an older gentleman that was right in front of me and it, kind of seemed like he was getting a little bit antsy or something and boom like clockwork fire up my app and i'm getting ready to go into this and as soon as i open it up this older gentleman approaches this other guy and i wish i could remember this this young guy's name um i don't remember it's like greg or brandon or something and um white guy so yeah um not that that matters but that's just physical appearances is that that's what got me but this older gentleman proceeds to just pray for this dude 
like right there, like right in front of, I think there was like maybe including me, there was like maybe four other guys in there. And, um, and so, yeah, like that was a deep sauna story for me. Cause it kind of just proved to me that because I mean, I've also been having some doubts with my ministry that I have at church. Um, I doubt my spiritual abilities as far as like a spiritual leader in my family sometimes. And so I, this was a 100% divine appointment for me to witness this. And one of the things that I kind of walked away with is a refreshed sense that there is still a lot of work to be done with people here while we have time. Um, that for the most part, the way that my spirit um, kind of sees things going and everything like that, there's still a heck of a lot of time to preach the good word of Christ, even in a 195-degree sauna. And so that's probably one of the more intriguing sauna stories that I have. Everything else is like complaints. Um, so this one was definitely refreshing. Um, someone threw in a question about career and job. Career and jobs. And they wanted to know about like career, security, bosses, confidence, and how all of this can lead to being kind of like in a chokehold. Um, take it from me. I've had, let's see if I can name them all. Uh, Duncan, KVIA, Harmony School of Innovation, Life Touch. Um, what was after Life Touch? H&M, Peco, Irvin. What happened after Irvin? It was like a contract job, but I landed, I have landed way the heck out in Socorro. Um, Socorro, I bartended for one, like a week and a half. Um, so shout out to El Paso Brewery. Uh, El Paso Brewery, we need to talk. DM me. Um, El Paso Brewery, and then I went, well, I guess Socorro, and then I got, I finally was able to get my foot back into substitute teaching through EPISD, but then I felt like I needed to get like a second job or something like that to make, make some ends meet better. So then that's when I landed at El Paso Brewery, something happened, and then I went back to just full-time subbing because I was landing more longer-term uh, subbing positions. So, I mean, we're already at 10 and a half jobs. Okay. So one, um, you need to find the job that's suitable for you. You need to find something that's going to pay the bills. The, the whole thing that the boomers kind of have implanted in our brain about like, Oh, well you need to stay there long. And you know, the resume doesn't look good if you're jumping from job to job, that whole like wives tale about that, you can throw that out the window doesn't exist anymore. Um, people don't really care about that anymore as long as there's like a justifiable explanation for it. But for the most part, why are you going to want to be in a job where you're just completely 100% miserable? And I mean, complaining about your job doesn't make you miserable. Kind of just, you know, come on, just suck it up a little bit. 
But like we're talking about jobs where it's just like it's completely ruining your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health. It's ruining your relationships with those around you. Those are the ones that you need to just cut ties with. Um, when it comes to like horrible bosses and things like that, I mean, I've had my run-ins with a few horrible bosses here and there. But um, yeah, when it comes to like toxic work environments those are another thing that you have to take into consideration um when it comes to whether you're going to be staying in the position or not and then chokehold i definitely 100 agree about like being in a chokehold with your job because you probably hate the job but it probably pays the bills really well or you have like this amazing work culture but the work that you do that you're doing is just like insanely like minimal insanely minimal and um and so yeah um one of the terms that i like using those golden handcuffs uh where the job that you're in it's like the perfect everything like everything is perfect uh benefits health insurance all that stuff the pay is amazing um maybe like the in in-house perks of your job are amazing and whatnot but then it's like the work itself is just horrible. It just sucks the living life out of you, but you have to stay. So golden handcuffs. So um, find something that you really like. Find something that you really, really, really love and that you have a passion for. I know that sometimes people will say that passion doesn't pay the bills, but look at some of these people who do podcasting or who do uh, YouTubes and TikToks and Instagram and everything. It sounds pretty childish. I get it. It really does. Um, but they're pulling in like six, seven, eight figures. And some of these people are 15 years old. Some of them are like nine. And they're just bankrolling their families into this. So the positions out there exist, but it's really up to you and how you're going to market yourself and how you're going to get the foot in the door. And what I would suggest a big push just to just get like the, the literature in your hands is to make a LinkedIn account, set it up, fire it up, get a good picture, write everything down that you need to like in your bios and everything. And then just start following a bunch of people in the, the world that you want to try and live in. Um, for me, it would be education, psychology and marketing or social media at least. And then just start reading up all the news. Um, one of the things that I really like with LinkedIn is that it gives you kind of a breakdown in the morning and a breakdown in the evening and they throw in all different types of stories. And, uh, those stories really, really help kind of open your mind to different mindsets when it comes to finding a career. So keep an eye out and ingest the news and information that you feel is going to set you apart for the jobs that you want and not the jobs that you need, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, careers are a really, really tricky thing. So you want to really, really try and find something that's going to mesh really well with you. And then, you know, sometimes you're going to land a career that kind of works out for you but you're going to just use it as a springboard for something else. And that's completely 100% doable completely. So fight the good fight, 
and run the race before you and make a lot of connections, network like crazy. And once you get all of that stuff down and you figure out this personality that you're going to have with your career and everything, you'll know how to kind of navigate that world a little bit better. And you'll start seeing open doors of opportunity to get you eventually to that place that you want to reside in with your career. And then kind of, you know, the last point that I want to make here, which kind of ties into career and jobs, this person put in here, letting others take the lead with no recognition. Um, I'm going to be really, really honest with you guys on this one. I hate not getting recognition for the work that I do. Um, because I think personally, if it's something that is like super, super, super tedious, time consuming, and not a lot of people can do it, like it's a very niche topic that you cover, or it's a very niche um, type of work that you do that not everyone is very well versed in, um, man, yeah. I would definitely want at least a little bit of recognition. I know my wife kind of went through that not too long ago um, with some designs that she made for her work and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's it's not always about the recognition, guys, but it definitely does feel good when you are recognized for something that you're doing, especially when you do something really, really well. And um, as far as like when it, when you're working in a corporate setting or a work setting and your higher ups are telling you, Hey, you know what? I think you need to be a little bit less hands-on with this one and kind of let some other people, um, get their hands dirty. My thing would be, you know what? Fine. But we need to understand that when this falls apart and it might fall apart because this person doesn't know exactly how to do this certain thing, this is, should not be a reflection on my work. Um, at the same time though, not only is it not a reflection of your work, but you should also feel very, very um, poised that when it falls apart, that you're able to swoop in and fix it. So that way, um, not everything is a total loss. And it's kind of a learning uh, moment for the person who's like given this task to kind of show up to the to the job. Like, okay, they're letting me do it. I might mess up. Oops, I messed up. But look, I have the camaraderie of the people around me for them to be able to come in and kind of like help me out in my moment of, let's call it desperation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I struggle with the whole recognition thing, but sometimes it's also really, really nice to just kind of operate in the background because once you start really letting people into everything and knowing like, oh, you know, Isaac was behind this. Isaac was behind it. Isaac was behind this. You're kind of setting yourself up for this route where it's like, man, they're going to start throwing a ton of crap at me now. It's like, mm, I don't know if I'm ready for that, that boatload of extra work just because I'm really good at this one thing. Now I'm going to be expected to do a whole slew of other things that maybe are out of my wheelhouse of things that I can do. So it's kind of a, it's nuanced. It's a very tight rope that needs very, very good balancing. And are we going to mess up? Probably. And, um, but it's a definitely a learning. It's a definitely a learning thing for sure. So anyway, guys, 
I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. 1147. It's been a long night. I need some rest, especially since I start going to work again. So um, I'm going to be working on the frequency for the podcast and everything. Um, I want to try and shoot for at least two a week, but you know what? Pray for me, guys. Let's see what ends up happening. There is officially now about, what, two and a half months left of the school year. So let's see what ends up happening. Other than that, guys, cheers. One more swig. Sorry for the live. I didn't know there was a time limit on the live. I will better justify uh, using the whole live function and everything so that way it's not so sporadic or anything like that. So cheers to new endeavors on the live, and I will catch you guys on the next episode. All right? So have a great night. Have a good morning, and God bless.